You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait, celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 23 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? Good. What have you been up to this week? Oh, well, I'm back from Sydney. We're not in the same room today, no. are we? It's like, you know, uh, and, and so I finished uh, my big lifestyle shoot. I also did uh, some theatre this week. So now it's uh, like a lazy Sunday and um, after I finish this, I have a beautiful day off, which I'm really looking forward to. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Goodness me. I've... I've worked on some major projects and finally broken the back on of them. So I'm feeling a little bit liberated at the moment. There's still a little bit more to go, but I'm not, I know I'm over the big hump uh-huh. and it's such a good feeling because, you know, when you just get this stuff that's been hanging over your head for so long, yeah. out of the way, it's, um, it's great. That's it's an great. awesome feeling. And we've got a big show this week. We're going to yes. be talking about like when the cucker hits the fan, how to survive <laughs> photography epic fail with your files and dignity intact. So we're going to be talking about what are the most uh, common photography epic fails, what are the best ways to avoid photography disasters, step-by-step strategies to survive photography epic fail to save your precious files and keep your clients happy and how to cope with failure. And if anyone is wondering what kaka means, in case you're new to this podcast, that's <laughs> Gina language. Yes, Gina speak for, well, you can work it out yourself, right? When the kaka hits the fan. Yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, uh, yes, it's a whole other dictionary that you need to understand, <laughs> but that's the key word that you just need translation of. Okay, so before we head into this topic, which is a really good topic because sometimes my, you know, my amateur shoots go kaka, um, I, or turn to kaka, uh, we have a shout out for Michael Hickman. So Michael, thank you for emailing us and um, mentioning, Michael actually uh, recently shot a three-day convention in Atlantic City in uh, the US and he had to shoot a general atmosphere, the featured space speakers, but also a (laughs) cook-off. And uh, Michael says that he went with ambient lighting for everything but the booths and the cook-off, where he used a number of different light shapers and soft boxes and a battery pack. And, you know, so it was really useful to have, uh, for Michael to listen to our most recent episode about how to use light shapers uh, effectively. And what Michael's done very helpfully has provided us, he's provided us with 
some links to the actual Octagon yep. soft boxes uh, and um, uh, that that he's used, and they're very very inexpensive. You know, like thirty eight dollars and thirty one dollars. I'm been eyeing off the Octobox. I almost bought it when I saw this link. I'm thinking of getting it because it looks amazing because it's got the grid spot in it as well. So it's mm. perfect to like um, really contain the lighting. And he's done a brilliant job of these shots, hasn't he, Val? Yeah, fantastic. They're amazing. Thank you, Michael, and yep. thank you for sending through those links. We'll put them in the show notes in case anyone else out there would and, like uh, to check them the out. And the shots are all in Google Plus if you want to see them as well there too. So that's so you want to be a photographer in Google Plus. Mm. And we also have an, another interesting link that you found for us, Gina. What is it? Yeah. So uh, Photoshop, as part of their 25 years of Photoshop celebrations, have put up uh, like a quiz where you can judge if images are uh, – a real or photoshopped and uh, I, I did the quiz and I didn't do as well as I thought some of them are quite difficult uh, have you had a go at any of these Val that I, I, I have I, I'm getting yeah I'm uh, so I'm getting some of them right but they're very very clever they're very clever so that's a great Liam we put the link in the show notes and uh, see how you guys go and, and let us know uh, absolutely so on to this week's um, topic Go on, Gina. What are some of the most common pho- photography epic fails you think? All right. So, and uh, like this is something that it, like every single one of these is one that I've done and it, this is all part of life, but we need to learn uh, to deal with them. So, some of, the, some of the most common epic fails are accidentally deleting a memory card or when the memory card fails, right? That's probably up on the top of the list. Uh, accidentally wiping a hard drive or when uh, the drive fails or disaster strikes mm. and like you drop the hard drive in the toilet or something. It's happened, right? <laughs> I, I haven't dropped a hard drive in the toilet. No, like, but I know certain other, other things have happened to your hard drives. Other things have happened to my hard drives. Mm. Um, what do you do when the client hates their shots? It happens. Mm. Or what if you do? What do you do if you totally botch the job technically? And what do you mean? Like if you've like used you the just, wrong, you just what, what wrong shutter speed? It's out of focus. Yeah, right. You've like blown out the background. You've just like technically you blew it. It happens. People make mistakes. We're all human. Mm. These things all happen. So there needs to be like a protocol in place that you have, so that if 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 it happens to you, uh, there's something that you, you can call on this and you go, okay, I know what to do here and, and there's a step-by-step procedure that you can maybe uh, save your files and save your dignity as well. Mm-mm. So I was on a shoot recently and at the end of it, the photographer handed me the memory card and he said, I think I actually deleted all the files on this. So let's talk about that one then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's 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 something that happens that when you do that, when you realise it's like, oh no, I have, I've deleted that. So there's things that there's protocols in place. Uh, firstly, to avoid these sorts of things happening with memory cards. So there's like a certain um, certain steps that I take to make sure my memory cards uh, are always safe. So firstly. Always buy brand name memory cards. Yes. There's no time to be doing no name. Like there's certain things that you should never buy no name. Never buy no name memory cards. Mm-hmm. Never buy no name Nutella. <laughs> 
it's Kaka. Okay, <laughs> so stick to the name brands. I use Sandisk or Lexar. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, there are yeah, just like why would you risk it when you're <gasps> spending hundreds, even thousands of dollars on a cameras? Why would you then put a five dollar yes. memory card in there? Yes, okay? can you buy no name Nutella? Yes, it's oh. called like. No telly. You know how they just change a yeah, letter? Right. They get away, but they use all the same colouring. And wow. it's just like, I've tried it because it's like, you know, a third of the price. Yeah. And you go there, of course, you try it once. <laughs> and it's like, it's not, it's not good at all. Okay. Right? Okay. Sorry, I digress. Please go on. <laughs> so with memory cards and especially the SD cards, there's like little contacts that you can see on the back of the memory cards. Mm. D- don't touch those because you know that that like the oil from your skin can you mean the gold bits or the the gold bits, bits. yeah mm, don't don't, mm-hmm. don't touch them just yep. so try and um keep them safe like i've got little uh, i've actually got little pelican cases yes. for my memory cards and they protect them they're like shock proof and so it's something that you don't like don't carry them around in your pocket don't keep them near your cup of tea all those sorts of things mm. look after them because that's what's uh protecting your images and look right? around as well when you buy online um sandisk or lexus Sometimes they have deals where they'll throw in a really good quality card card case as well if you yep. buy, you know, uh, three or four. Exactly. Um, before you put the card in, always turn the camera off, okay, before you insert the card. Uh, spread the shoot over several mem- uh, memory cards. I've talked about this before, but, like, you know, I, I just – don't see the logic in having all the images on one card because if you yep. lose that card, you lose the lot. So spread mm. the load, always have lots of cards so that if you lose one by chance, then you haven't lost the whole job. Mm. Always format the card in the camera, okay? As so opposed to? As opposed to uh, just deleting uh, like images at a time or doing it on the computer. Do it in the camera because there's software in the camera that actually uh, like clears it and prepares it to be used in that particular camera. So even if someone, if someone lends you a, a, a card from their camera and you don't put it straight into your camera because it might be formatted for a different camera and this might corrupt the card. Okay. Mm. Now I've had that happen to me where I bought one on the way to a shoot. It was formatted for PC. Mm. I was using a Mac. I had clients standing by in Sydney waiting for a cover shoot. Mm. And here I am downloading this card and it would not see the files. I could not see anything. So, you know, panic, stress, it's not great. Mm, no. Okay. So just, <laughs> so just always format in camera. Okay. Mm. Um, they have like milk. And, um, you know, other things except for Vegemite. Most of the world doesn't know what Vegemite is. Vegemite has a shelf life of 3,000 years, yeah. I think, at Val. Yeah, okay? yeah. But um, memory cards, uh, after two or three years, throw them out. Yeah. Okay? They're not worth keeping. It's not worth a hassle. A really good thing to do with your memory cards as well is when you get them, uh, put a little label on them, put your name, email, and phone number on them. You would be surprised mm. at how many people will hand them back to you. If you lose them, leave them in the car, in a, in a hire car, or mm. leave them behind at a job. At least someone's got a way of finding out that they're yours. Okay. Good idea. And in fact, just label every single thing that you own. Yeah. You know, get some stickers cheaply made with all your details on them. Put them on your monopods, tripods, hard drives everything, children, whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
back everything up twice before you erase your memory cards, okay? This is just a mm. protocol that I have. I always back up twice. On two and different then Two different hard drives, drives mm-hmm. okay, and then I've always I like I, I actually back up more. I've got something before a job goes out, it's backed up four times. Okay, wow. this job I just did in Sydney is now sitting on uh, four hard drives and my laptop. Mm. Okay, overkill? No, <laughs> <laughs> you just want to make sure that you you backed up. So at, at a bare minimum, back it up twice before you erase the memory cards. Okay, and you should Storage erase is really it. Cheap. Where should you erase your memory card in the in the camera? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So um, now with um, when you're uh, ejecting uh, memory cards, so when you've got them and you're downloading them into the computer, mm. you've got to uh, remember that you you need to uh, eject them safely. So if you're just uh, pulling them out without ejecting them, mm. that's going to do damage. So it's like, you know, when you smoke, the mm. first few cigarettes that you have, they're not going to damage your lungs a lot. But over years, like, mm. you know, the damage uh, builds up and then they can eventually ruin your lungs. Same thing with memory cards. So if you continue to eject them without ejecting them safely, Mm. you're going to stuff them up. Okay. Okay. So to safely eject a a card from Windows, double click on the computer or my computer, find the card device icon, right? Mm. And then you right click and select eject. Okay. So that's safely from a Windows. From a Mac, you, you just right click on the external device icon Yep. Um, memory card or external device hard drive and select eject. Mac's so much easier. It's just like so much sexier <laughs> to have a Mac. So <laughs> guess, okay. what, guess what I use? Yeah. <laughs> uh, once you go Mac, you never go back, I say. So All right, so hard drives, right, yep. Yeah, no, I was going to say, moving on to hard drives then, when you you say you've backed it up four times and like yep. your most recent job is backed up four times on hard drives, mm. on four different hard drives yes. and your laptop as well. Once mm. you've delivered the job to the client, mm. um, what do you erase anything of the hard drive or do what, what yeah, happens? Yeah, then, 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 it's, then it stays on two, so the main backup and the um, second backup. So the others can all go. Obviously, I have to take it off the laptop and the other two hard drives that are just, you know, standby backup. So yep. I've got two travel hard drives that I use, A and B. Mm. So whenever I'm shooting on location, A and B are the backup and then I get back to the mothership, my office, and, uh, you know, whatever the volume I'm working on will get backed up onto that and then backed up onto the other backup. Right. Okay. All right. So what else have you got about hard drives then? Okay, so with hard drives, I've got to quote Dirty Harry. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Hard drives, you've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll ask myself that next time I transfer files. Because chances are it's a fact, okay? Uh Every single hard drive will eventually fail, full stop. Yes, yes. Okay? They're designed to fail within about five years. Yes. Okay? They're made like that. They don't last, but pe- not everyone knows that. People think if it's on the hard drive, it's going to be safe forever. No. Well, it's not. So, um, so basically, keep a minimum two backups on site and one off site. Right? Mm. Keep your files uh, in three places until the job's delivered. And continuously update your hard drive. So, like I started uh, storing stuff on CD. 
okay? Mm. And then I went to DVD and then I went to external hard drive. And now what I do is I move as the hard drives get cheaper and bigger. Like I started out storing stuff on like 200 gig hard drives, I think were the first ones I was buying. And then as uh, as storage got cheaper and cheaper and, the, and, and storage size bigger, I think we're up to like three or four or five terabytes now in size. Mm. I just keep buying them and moving everything along every few years. So I've got fresh hard drives and I just keep moving my, uh, transferring my files along that way. So you saying that, let's say you did a shoot 15 years ago, you still have those files? Uh, 15 years ago, it's on something called negatives. Right. <laughs> oh, maybe, hang on, what year are we in? I've maybe been shooting digital, I think I started 2001. So okay, 15 almost. years ago, would still be, yeah, but almost, yeah, I've got stuff on um, hard drive from then as well. I just keep moving it along. Right. Yep. But uh, I'm curious then, back 15 years ago then or 16 years ago when you were shooting on film yeah. and um, and and negs and, and positives, where did you, you, you hand that over to the client, don't you? Uh, well, if you shot black and white, I kept, I always kept yes. the, uh, negatives and, uh, transparency, most of them, I always kept like a, a, a few for myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but the clients, yeah, somewhere in all over the place, there's, uh, uh, archives of my, uh, transparencies. Yeah. It's funny because I was going through, i you know, I'm decluttering. I was going through, um, my drawers the other day and I came upon some of your transparencies. Uh huh. From you know, way back in the day of you know, um, celebs. What are you that doing with them? I don't know. <laughs> I don't them? know why I've got them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can have them back. <laughs> Send them back. Thanks. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Get them next time I come up. <laughs> no worries. Um, um, okay, go on. All right. So next one. Uh, clients hate their shots. Oh. What can you do? I mean, All right, really, so what can you that, do? There's stuff that you can do to avoid this ever happening to you. And just it's going to happen, okay? But hopefully there's, there's protocols in place that you can actually minimize this happening and or avoid it happening altogether. Um, so first, first of all, always make sure that your client has seen your work mm. before booking you and is really familiar with your style. Mm. Okay, really important because it's like just because you're a photographer doesn't mean you're a photographer that's going to suit that. You know, you could be into grungy sort of rock tattooed sort of shots, really cool hipster, and they're into, you know, like 1980s style big hair, you know, that sort of look which yes. is high-end polished and that just like doesn't suit their style what they were looking for. Yeah. So oh, you always ask, have you seen my style? Is it, what, what, what is it on my website that you like? What is, so just make sure you're both on the same page when it comes with how you're going to photograph them, okay? Yeah. Okay. As a photographer, you're the expert here, okay? Yeah. So always make sure that uh, you uh, are being really uh, firm in all the decision-making when it comes time. So, you know, you might want to advise your client that hot leopard – hot pink leopard skin with orange lipstick it might clash <laughs> yes it's, it's not it's not always a great idea for a portrait to yeah. be wearing that okay and when they go the tandoori spray tan mm. it's maybe it's generally not that flattering especially when they've had their teeth bleached 15 shades lighter oh, you know that look yes it's like everyone on the real housewives of melbourne <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mm 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, getting a full body wax on the day of a shoot, not a good idea. Mm. So it's your job to actually advise against that because when they turn up and they're covered in like welts <laughs> mm. from the full body wax or a haircut or a facial on the day, it's not a good idea to have a facial on the shoot because, again, your face is like a bit swollen and red. Yeah. And a bad haircut on the day, if they, if they hate their hair, they're not going to like their shots. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing is if they ever suggest that Jan in accounts do their hair and makeup because she's a mate and she'll do it for free, no. Just say no, which is kind of the theme of all of this. Just say no. Make sure you're in controlling all of this, okay? So, again, when you're on the shoot, as often there's – if you're a bit tentative or don't seem like you're in control, everyone else is going to have an opinion on how the shot should be lit and styled and where people should stand. So if you are ever hesitating a lot, mm. then you're going to have those uh, sort of bolder personalities coming along and saying, okay, I reckon we should put that light here and you should stand there. So take control. Make sure it's your shoot. Don't let Uncle Dave or the boyfriend <laughs> suggest lighting for anything, okay? Yeah. Okay. The other thing is people reveal themselves to you. You've just got to listen and pay attention. So there's cues and clues that you can look for in the initial conversations when you're talking to someone. Uh, Is the client really indecisive? You know, have they cancelled five times before they finally come and see you. Yeah. Generally, it shows that they're, they're a bit scattered in their thinking, you know. Are they, are they showing you uh, photos with 40 different styles where there uh-huh. isn't like a united theme. Yeah. Are they saying uh, anything that sort of uh, shows that there, there are parts of themselves that they don't like? You know, are they overly self-conscious? Do they display a victim mentality? Have they been and had photo shoots with like five other photographers and all the other photographers botched their job? What's the common um, mm-hmm. sort of theme through all of that? Is that person, mm. right? So maybe it's something wrong with them. Mm. Is it just generally, you know, you've got gut in Instincts is sometimes it's just generally something NQR about them, you know? <laughs> yes. It's like I'm dealing with someone at the moment that it's like back forth, back forth with emails and I'm thinking this person, I don't think we're a good match, you know? Right. And sometimes that's just the case that you're just personality um, and style-wise, you're just not going to be a good match. You don't have to say yes to everyone. So what happens there, Gina? So give Give, use that as an example. Um, if you're dealing with somebody who you just don't feel it's a good match, but they really want to book you and they're just saying, okay, I'm ready to book. Where do I sign or whatever? What do you do? I, I try and talk about, I try and suggest other people to, to go with, you know, and I just say, like, I don't think I'm the right person or I might not be available for a long time or, you know, failing that, you just do what the tradesmen do and they, you know when they don't like you, they put they they charge you like triple. What if they say uh, they're happy for, to do that? <laughs> then it's totally worth doing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Um. The other thing to do is make sure that you're really upfront with all the costs that are going to be involved. People don't yeah. have surprises. They no. just don't. So make sure that like if you're the kind of – because some photographers will charge a really low sitting fee, you know, 50 or like, you know, $50 to come in and have the sitting, but then they inflate the all the other costs and it's all added in. And then the, the client gets a real surprise. It's like for the and, – and, and, 
people hate that sort of surprise. Mm. So make sure that you tell them, okay, I charge a low sitting fee. There's no obligation to buy any shots. But if you do choose to buy, that file start at this much mm. and you can be expected to pay this much, this much or this much and lay it all out. Send it to them in writing so yeah. that they've got it so that there's like, you know, they're not expecting that they're going to get any photos for that $50. They, yeah. know, what they're, they, they know what they're up for, you yeah. know, because people don't like to tell you that they can't afford a photo shoot. They're embarrassed. Mm. So, you know, try and avoid that and then make sure that when they do commit to having the session, they know what they're in for. Okay? Yeah, for sure. All okay. right. Next. What else? You botch the job. You okay? actually botch it as in technically botch You completely botch it. technically mm. botch the job. I've botched the job. I've botched a few. I've talked about a few of these. Mm-hmm. I mentioned, uh, I've written about a few in my books. I've even blogged about botches that mm-hmm. I've done, okay? So um, it's part of life. Now, there's a few ways to avoid these things. <gasps> Firstly, test and retest your lighting before the client steps on set. Make sure that frame one is ready to go, okay? Mm. Don't be testing when your model is on set because that's when, you know, if you're a little bit inexperienced, you're going to be a bit nervous and you might just push through and not notice something. But when you're doing it calmly, like, you know, I really, really recommend getting like a head on a stick, right? (laughs) Yes. Wayne, I have Wayne, you have Kate, Kate. <laughs> okay, and if it's like you don't have an assistant or someone or you're just working on your own, test your lighting and make sure that you have like a go-to lighting setup that you can work with when you're under pressure so that you know exactly where to put the light, where to stand your model and it's going to work for you time and time again. Mm. And, to, and then when you've mastered that, Step it up, add a, add a light, make it, a, you know, increase the degree of difficulty, okay? Mm. So make sure that you know your gear inside out. So you test your gear the day before, okay? Mm. Take your time when you're doing it. Make sure that everything's right. Have a shot list in mind and continually refer to it, all right? So tick off the shots as you need to go, particularly if the client has suggested oh, I need you to do this, this, this shot, this shot, and then get that shot. Yeah. Write it all down. Tick them off as you've got them, okay? Keep checking the back of your camera. Chimp away after you've done the shot. <laughs> Check for focus. Make sure everything's sharp. Make sure there's not things growing out of the, the person's head or there's nothing in the background that shouldn't have been there and yeah. your exposure is correct, okay? Mm. And then refer to the ultimate shot list mm. that we did in um, Rayman. What was it? What episode? Two episodes ago, 21, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was it? Uh, does, it, I need does, to that look it me, does that make me rain main now? If yes, I 21. Off the bed, I, 21, oh, well done. Check it out. Yeah. So, so have, have, have a printout of uh, my ultimate shot list uh, in your camera bag, in your back pocket or put it on your phone and just have it and check and make sure that everything's okay. Okay, so you might right? do all those things but you still might stuff it up. So what do you do then? How do you solve into the situation? Okay, so I've got some step-by-step strategies okay. uh, to survive the epic fail, all mm-hmm. right? And, yes. uh, and so keep your dignity and maybe keep your clients happy, okay? So hard drives and memory cards, yeah. okay? Now, do you want to hear my horror story? Go on, I want to hear the horror story. Okay, so this was uh, quite a few years ago, maybe 10 years ago, and that's why I've done all the therapy, Val. 
<laughs> now talk about it sort of and my face will twitch a little bit as I really tell the story and I may start sweating but I'm, I'm okay I can I can get so I was doing a massive shoot for a, uh, a soft drink company mm-hmm. and uh, on the day uh, prior to the shoot day we did a uh, uh, t- test we tested models to find out which were the best ones so there was a whole half day shoot of bringing in all the models so the client could decide which one on the day of the shoot, we were shooting, I think we did um, 80 to 100 shots in the day and there were like beautiful models um, holding, pretending to hold bottles, caressing bottles, mm. thousands of shots, Val, okay? Right. Uh, at some stage, like we shot thousands. At some stage, my assistant says to me, "Hey, Gina, your hard drive's getting, uh, your Mac laptop is getting really full. Mm. Uh, we need to clear some space." Mm. And I said, "Oh, okay. Uh, there's a test folder from the day before where we did all the test shots. Don't mm. need those. They can go." Oh. Right? He goes, "Okay." So do you just want me to delete the test folder? I'm like, yeah, delete the test folder. There's nothing in it that I need. So he moves the delete folder to the trash. Have you, if you all know Mac, when you delete stuff, you you can hear it makes the sound of um, paper being scrunched up and thrown out. There's a really distinct sound when you throw something in the trash. Mm. He dumped it, made that sound, and then we both went white when we realized, I'm like, how much, how much stuff is in that folder? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like thirty gig. He was pale. He was like what? He looked like he was going to be sick on the spot. Oh. And we both realised at the same time that there was too many files on that folder to it have been the test folder. Yes. So what had happened was when this assistant had set up the uh, next day, the main shooting day. Yeah. Somehow he was pointing the files into the test folder oh instead of into the main folder. God. There was two shots left on the day. Oh, so seven, like God. the majority of the shoot just got deleted. Oh, my And God. this was before I'd set up any protocols. This was very early in the days. So I was quite comfortable shooting straight to laptop, oh. then backing up before I left and then backing up again, okay? Lost the entire job. Oh, my God. There are art directors, creative directors, the clients, God knows how many hangers-on makeup artists happily loving the shoot, loving them, oh. and then they go, they're waiting. Okay, Gina, you coming over to do this uh, next shot? And my assistant's like, just keep shooting. I can fix this, oh. and I'm like, I want to run. I wanted to run. I just like he's like, I can fix it. I promise. So he's like, turn the laptop off, turn to, and shoot to card. Okay, so. As it turned out, okay, when you put something in the trash mm. in a hard drive and delete it, mm. all you are doing is telling the computer to no longer write over that stuff. Mm-hmm. Nothing's actually gone. It's still there, okay? If you continue to write on top of the – if you continue to use the computer, you will then write over those uh, those files, yep. okay? Yep. So – that was my lesson learned. So the next day he's actually come in, got retrieval software and saved every single shot. We got oh. it back. Oh, my God. But I aged about 30 years. Yes. Did the client ever know? I told the client. Wow. I made the call because I, I wasn't confident enough, but I said this has happened. 
And that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. But oh. I'm an honest person, Val, because <laughs> like, I could not bluff my way and I needed to tell them, I'm like, this has happened, but we can get it all back. We did. They got, they got it all back, oh, you know. Oh, my God. Wow. That would have been hard. Oh, there was a moment there where I'm, I'm just going to go out, pretend I'm going to put money in the car. I'm just going to get in the car and I'm never going to come back. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I faced up to it. So, okay. So that happened to me and mm. I'm still alive. So here's, mm. so based on that, I developed the Pepsi protocol. Now, mm-hmm. the client was not Pepsi. It was mm-hmm. another soft drink company, but I developed the Pepsi protocol based, based on that. And so now when I shoot – I back up to an external hard drive as I'm shooting mm-hmm. as well as so it's in two places. So that will never happen again. Um, I also set up my files on the computer to uh, to make sure I don't allow an assistant to do that anymore because mm-hmm. I don't want that to ever happen again. Okay. Mm. So if by chance something like this happens to you, here's what you need to do. Mm. Okay. And so this is data recovery from Windows or a Mac software. Okay. Step one, don't panic. <laughs> That's okay. easier said than done. Okay. Step two, stop crying. <laughs> okay. You can cry a little bit because it's really good to be in touch with your feelings, all right? <laughs> okay. Step three, turn off the computer, okay? So don't use the computer, the card, or the hard drive. Mm-hmm. Don't delete anything, okay? And... um because that's just giving the – once you start deleting stuff or writing on top of it, you're giving the computer permission to write on top of the other stuff, okay? Yeah. So do nothing, okay? Then you need to download some data recovery software. Now, um, memory cards actually uh, have – when you buy like a SanDisk or something, they come with uh, some some recovery software in them. So you can just uh, like download it from mm. – computer mm. um but for hard drives there's there's better ones there's there's uh, the one that i use yeah is actually called um data recovery data rescue okay okay uh there's lots available there's free ones around so if you're not sure if you're going to be able to retrieve it you can actually use a free one and it'll tell you if your files are retrievable but then it charges you to get them back right so but i tell you now i've i've had this one for I've had the same one for 10 years and I've used it about three or four times over that 10 years, but it's worth everything. I think it's about $100 to Data buy. Data rescue? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. I think around that. Okay. Um, and so what happens is it, it goes in and it does a search of your hard drive mm. and then it will tell you that it's found the files. Okay. Mm. And then what it does is it rescues them and puts them into a folder. Now, just be warned, it's actually really similar to when you go out, when you throw something out in the bin and you put <laughs> it back out, the files all come back and they actually, they're all unnamed and they need to be sorted. And it's like, you know, you're digging through the track. So you need to be patient about how and, and allow time to sift through everything. It, it is a bit of a pain, mm-hmm. but it's not as bad, a bigger pain as actually losing the files. Oh, my God. Okay? So no. just know that, um, you know, so it can take anywhere between 30 minutes for a memory card to, to eight hours for like a one terabyte external hard drive. Yeah. And just so you know, like even in the worst case scenario, there's a company like um, I found a, a, a website in popular, uh, like a, a blog in Popular Mechanics magazine. Mm-hmm. That's not that I read it, but it's just like an interesting thing where they got a hard drive and they simulated a natural disaster. So first they beat it to death with a, a hammer, oh. right? 
and then um, to simulate an earthquake and and a flood and a doomsday scenario. So they 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 bash them, then they submerge them into storm water, right, and uh, and salt water and oil, and let it soak for four days, mm. and then they sent the hard drives uh, out to a data rescue recovery place, mm-hmm. and they managed to retrieve. Um, they dried the drives and they managed to get 99 to 100% of the data back. Wow. That's only useful if the data recovery place wasn't decimated by the flood or oh. the storm or the fire or the hurricane, <laughs> Well, they'd be somewhere else. But just so you know, like don't panic. Full yes. stop. Find the, don't just throw it out if mm. it's really important stuff. It costs. It costs them like 1200 bucks each file, but it can be done. Right. right? Mm. So just so you know, in the okay. worst, worst, yes. worst case scenario. In case I ever encounter fire and pestilence, I know where to go. Or you've got the hard drive in your pocket and you drop it in the toilet. Yes. <laughs> or that. Because <laughs> I, oh, I regularly you... carry around hard drives in my pocket. It's um, happened. People drop no, their phones in the toilet all the time. Yes. People drop their phones in the toilet yes. all the time. Okay. So next. Um what do you do if the client hates their shots, okay? Mm. Um, basically, you can try offering a reshoot, but mm. often I doubt that that's going to do anything because it's like if they've, they hate the shots, it's, it's going to be really hard. You know, they've lost sort of um, – they've lost faith in you or they've lost trust and mm. it's, uh, it's usually a deeper problem. Yes. So, like, often that doesn't work. So, um, the thing that I do is I just give them their money back Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if if it's a bigger job and you've taken a retainer and you've already done some of the work, then you might want to claim some of your, your expenses back and negotiate that, mm. um, some of your expenses. And, yeah, and uh, I, I think that's the only thing to do. It, it's like it's pointless trying to uh, – I've had a client that, like, I did the shots. I thought they were beautiful. They didn't like them, so I, I offered them a reshoot. I I reshot they still didn't like them i showed them to people there was nothing wrong with the shots i just couldn't make this person happy but you know? we, 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 did you shoot to the brief did did yes, they and did I they did believe correct and yes. did they believe that you shot to the brief yes they just don't like themselves in the shots okay. what do you do it's a no-win situation bell yes you no know, in that case now I could just say, well, I think what you do, no, is um, particularly these days, is that you get approval on the day as you go. Yep. And I've done that as well. And then Mm. I've, and and like, and the client's not liking the shots, not liking the shots. And I've done this on two occasions. Mm. I've said, you know what? I don't think I'm the right photographer for you. Yes. I'm going to give you your money back and we're just going to call it a day. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But I but I found that 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 technique and it's only it's happened like I think four or five times in my life in twenty five years mm. as of photography this has happened to me and in, on all occasions I've just gone that's fine I'm going to give you your money back this these things happen it's yeah. there's no hard feelings I'm not taking it personally sure. you know and and then you know it's like that they could have come from an a, a agency I've had it where they've come from an acting or or agency and they've not liked their shots. I've given them their money back and the next week I've had another three 
come from that same agency, they haven't lost faith in me. They mm. realise that sometimes it's just a personal thing, yeah. you know. Okay. But if you try and fight it, mm. you know, you're going to make an enemy. And if someone's unhappy sure. with something, they're going to tell so many more people than yes. if you just like nip it in the bud and go, sure, no problem. Money back, no problems. Yeah. And obviously just don't accept jobs from them ever again. No, you wouldn't ever shoot with them again. Mm. And you would try. And, and so now I've gotten better at using my filter to actually find those clients that I know are just not going to be happy and yeah. just, just not working. You're never going to be a good fit with everyone. And that's okay. Yeah, sure. That's okay because there's always going to be someone who is a good fit and he's going to love what you do. Yeah. Okay? So next, if, you, if it's your fault, you actually botch the job technically. You do something wrong. Okay? Yes best thing to do is be honest and admit to your mistake. Don't make up a silly story. Yeah. Okay. Now, I botched a wedding because the flash wasn't working when I was shooting film early on in my career. Mm. I rang the client up. I told them straight out, I broke your wedding. Mm-hmm. I only have one file. <laughs> I am so sorry. This is the worst day of my life. I was 100% honest. In the end, they, I, gave, I said, I'm giving you your money back. I don't know what else I can do for you. What, mm. Like, you know, how can I make this right? They came around. They consoled me. <sighs> they consoled me. They're amazing people. Yes. Like, you can offer a reshoot. Obviously, you'll give them a refund and you take 100% responsibility. Don't blame gear. Don't blame assistance, the weather, whatever. It's your fault. The buck stops with you, photographer. You're in control. People are going to respect you more if you just step up and say, you know what? It's my mistake. I'll own it. How can I make this right for you? Yes, of course. People fail. People make mistakes. We're human. It happens. Mm, All right? mm. (laughs) So after you've failed – there's a few techniques you need to you need to learn how to cope with a failure. Okay, it's part of life. Okay, mm. so after, this is this is assuming that you're actually impacted significantly or negatively by the failure. Some you are people going to be. Some people are not. I am. You are, but I'm just saying that not everyone necessarily would would feel the same way. Some people who, would just go. Well, you know, people who don't have as much professional pride, which exists. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I, I think our listeners do. Oh, yes, of course. So I'm just assuming that they, they're listening to this, they have professional pride. So sure. when something like this happens, it's going to knock you around because it's like, you know, we care. I, I care about what my shots look like and yes. I want my, my clients to be really happy. Not just happy, but really happy. So if I botch something or something goes wrong, on those uh, few occasions it happens, I've, I've, I've I've suffered as a result. Mm. And so there are ways that you need that, that you need to like learn how to deal with failure, okay? Mm. So if it happens, give yourself a day and just feel it. Feel feel shite for the day. Mm. Feel like, you know, feel caca feel for the day. Feel caca. Cry, yell, mope around. Give yourself 24 hours, mm. okay? Do what you need to do. You know that my technique on the couch, jar and Nutella <laughs> on Tree Hill. Okay. One tree hill. One tree hill. Can't get over that. You know, and uh, a Tracy who works in your office loves One Tree Hill too. She's a fan. She said, "I totally relate." She sent me an email the other day saying that. Okay, and I know there's more of us out there. 
All right. People but are that's weird. what I do. So do whatever it is, but just sit sit with it for a day and feel it. Don't just try and distract yourself or do something else. It's really important, okay? Mm. Uh, talk about it. Like have find find some friends and go, guess what I did? This happened. Mm. Just the act of sharing that is is going to help, okay? Yes. And don't dwell on it, okay? So failure is a part of life. You've got to embrace it, okay? So anyone who's ever been successful has had a lot of failures, yeah. okay? And so um, each failure you, always brings you another step closer to your goal. I'm feeling like Oprah now, Val. Okay? <laughs> Go on. Each failure makes you stronger, bigger, and better, okay? Mm-hmm. Making mistakes is not a big deal as long as you learn from them and avoid repeating them. And successful people, Val, yes. will never laugh at you or judge you when you fail because they've already been there and they know that the valuable lesson you can learn from failure, okay? Gina, Anthony Robbins, Malicia speaks. Uh, uh, no, no, Oprah. Not Anthony Roman. I want to be known as Oprah. Okay, you're Oprah then. <laughs> okay, and do you know that each time you fail, your fear of failure becomes smaller? And there's actual like life coaches out there that they, they, they ask their clients to go out and just do things that are going to make them fail each day, like asking for stuff that you'll get told no or having a go at stuff that you fail. So you get over this big the, the big deal about failing because yes. it's like you need to fail to learn. Yes. All right? I must learn a lot then. <laughs> all fail. Yeah, okay. How many failures have you had? I've failed so many times at so many things. All right, mm-hmm. it's like, but it's like there's this there's this belief that like if if anyone's who've ever been successful, they just got there overnight, yeah. without any ever making any mistakes. But you look at anyone who's ever been successful, there's a whole string of failures be, be, before that success. Got it. Failure is good. Failure is good. Okay. What next? Um, that's it. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> failure is good, but learn from your failure. But I think that, um, yeah, when the kaka hits the fan, it's going to happen at some point. Hopefully it doesn't happen too frequently. Um, but at least know that you can come back from it. And what I'm hearing from you, Gina, is that really uh, avoid it where you can. So prevention is better than cure. But then if it does happen, be honest and own up to it. And, uh, and that's the best way to approach it and just approach things with integrity and don't get too cut up about it exactly. as well. But yes. we also want to say thank you, Gina. That was, that was awesome. We want to um, give a shout-out to... Uh, Better no to Crowbard, who has written us an iTunes review. Thank you so much, Crowbard. He has called it better than Nutella. So Crowbard yes. has definitely been listening to this podcast. And Crowbard <laughs> says, "I've been hooked on this podcast since the very first episode. At this rate, I'll start talking with an Aussie accent if I'm not careful." Yeah, mate. <laughs> Gina and Valerie are the perfect team with Val providing the theme and structure of the podcast, so Gina can explain or transmit the craft of photography in a uniquely accessible and entertaining way. Please keep up the great work, ladies. This truly is better than Nutella. Wow, Love you've it. made our day, Crowbar. Yes. 
I have to say thank you for that. And if you do have 30 seconds to spare to leave us a uh, review on and rating on iTunes, just like Crowbar, that would be really, really awesome because that really helps us in the um, ratings on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us in the What's Hot section of the podcast. We're really grateful. We thought we would introduce a new thing this week for those of you who are interested in having Gina, you know, critique one of your shots because we would love to be able to do that on the podcast. We're not going to do the whole, take a whole episode doing it, um, but we would love to be able for other people to see those shots and for Gina to, you know, give her feedback on it as well. Now, just in case you're shy, you can remain anonymous if you want to. But if you do email us uh, your your photo, so for, for Gina to critique, email it to news at com, and tell us these things. Number one, where you are in your photography journey and a link to your website if you have one. It doesn't matter if or you Facebook don't. Page, or you Facebook know, page. Somewhere yeah. where your other photos yeah. are. Yeah, or Instagram. Um, yep. Obviously, you send the photo. Tell us what you were trying to achieve so that, you know, Gina has some context as to what you were trying to get when you were doing that shot. And also, if you just want general advice, that's fine. But if you want uh, specific advice, whether that's on retouching or composition or posing or whatever, then, then do say so in your email. And we will put the photo in the show notes and we will t- so that other people can have a look at it as well. And um, we will critique it on the show. But like I said, remember, you can remain anonymous if you want to. Just make sure you say that in um in your email so that's uh send that to news at com, and if you want to sign up to gina's newsletter you'll find uh the sign up box at gene you know on uh the website com, and uh join us on our google plus community so you want to be yes. a photographer Lots of good conversation happening in there. Oh, it's been awesome. It's so supportive in there, isn't it, Val? Yeah, it's, it's great. Like the conversations, people post photos, it's like, you know, 10 comments straight away, really supportive, great advice. I'm I'm just loving it in there. It's great. And that's also a great place either on Google Plus uh, or Instagram to do hashtag Gina Challenge. If you're new to this podcast, then we have a weekly theme called hashtag Gina Challenge where we all take a photo of, you know, based around a particular theme. So this week we've decided on black and white. So, mm. yeah, we've got, we're going through a little bit, bit of a black and white thing at the moment. I am. I'm Gina's into black and, black and white at the moment, Belle. Yep. Yeah. And so that is this week's theme. So we'd love to see your black and white photos this week. But um, what are you up to this coming week until we next speak, Gina? All right. So I've got more, lots of retouching and sorting to do. So mm. that'll be all the after hours stuff. I've got to uh, track down my, um, I'm still on a mission to find the treadmill, <laughs> my treadmill desk. So that I'm going to uh, MacGyver together. So do, do you know what the most common thing people say when they're trying to sell a treadmill? It's like, so on uh, on um, Gumtree and, and um, eBay and all the other sites, so eBay and all the sites. It's like. Uh, they say used it once. Used once mm-hmm. and doubles as a coat rack. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, so everyone's – but there's so many of them. And it's just like you're watching them. They all go up. There's another one online, another one online. So it's certainly a buyer's market for uh, treadmills. So that and then um, quite a few portrait shoots going on. So oh, big really? Week. What, yeah. What are you doing, Val? 
Um, uh, because I got so excited about breaking the back of these major projects that I have been working on, I yep. um, I want to I'm that because the end is in sight, and I thought they were going to drag on for the next few months. I'm making it my mission to finish them all this week, so I can have a laugh again. You know? Oh, wow, what yeah. does that look like? What does my <laughs> what does having a life look? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you when I get there. <laughs> what does going to bed at like a reasonable hour look like? I don't know. I'll tell you when I get there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so thank you everyone for listening. We hope that you all have a great week as well. We look forward to see your uh, shots on hashtag Gina Challenge, and yeah. we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.